Welcome to Hope Assembly of God Online. We believe no matter the journey, there is always hope. This is a recording of our live Sunday sermon, unedited, uncut, real. So this morning, uh, we have a wonderful topic we're going to be talking about. We got a, a wonderful message from the Lord about the millennial kingdom, the millennial kingdom. Um, in order to understand the importance of the millennial kingdom, we kind of have to take a little bit of a route to get there. We're not just going to jump right to the millennium. So we're actually going to start here in New Jersey. We're going to make our way to Florida for a second, and then we'll hit the millennial kingdom. Now, oddly enough, this is actually the, the route that a lot of people take these days to the millennial kingdom. They start here in Jersey. They don't like it. Uh, when they retire, they go down to Florida, and then they end up in the Millennial Kingdom. And so um, we're going to kind of follow that path a little bit here this morning as well. Uh, how many of you, in fact, know somebody who has retired and moved to Florida? Show of hands. Yeah, look at all the hands. Everybody. I think, every <laughs> I think it was pretty much everybody who has uh, seen somebody who has retired and moved to Florida. And in 2018, cens uh, U.S. Census Bureau, they reported that Florida was the place that most people inside the United States retire to. Uh, when, they, when they retire, they, they get sick of where they're at and they move down there. And they say, Florida's sunny weather and the low cost of living are just a couple of reasons why Americans are moving to this wonderful state, is what it says. Uh, so every year, people are trying to escape New Jersey and head there. Uh, people look for the perfect place to go where they can es escape the taxes that are killing them here in New Jersey. My only problem with Florida is once you get there, taxes are the only thing that's not trying to kill you, all right? Once you get to Florida, I wrote a couple things down here. They're looking for this perfect place, but you get down there, you got heat that's unbearable for only about nine months out of the year, right? You have to hide inside your house. You can't go out. It's just too hot. It's too ridiculous, right? On top of that, you have poisonous everything. Everything in Florida is poisonous, right? You don't go near any, if a bug lands on you, run away because it's probably poisonous and it could probably kill you. They have insects and scorpions and all these different things. I went down one time, uh, somebody had a pool down there and they got it surrounded by this big, you know, um, net basically to keep all the screening, to keep all the bugs out because there's bugs everywhere. They got scorpions. My sister once, uh, I was on the phone with her, she was down there. Uh, taking care of my grandmother but right before she passed away. She went down to kind of take care of her and watch after. And I'm on the phone with her, and she looks up, and on the ceiling there's a light like one of these, and there's a shadow in the light. And she says, oh, look at this. It's a scorpion up in her light on her ceiling down there in Florida. I said, I am never coming to Florida. You can keep it. I don't know what's going on. They got alligators. Alligators are not friendly. Don't go walk up and try and pet an alligator. It won't go well for you, all right? And then even on top of that, they got these huge bow constrictor python things that are taking over the Everglades down there and killing everything off. Florida is full of animals and things that don't want you to be alive anymore. On top of that, they have the weather is out to get you. Nature itself does not want you to survive Florida. There's hurricanes like every other day. There's hurricanes trying to take, and earlier this week, I'm watching the news and some poor family had a huge sinkhole open up next to their house. And they're like, oh, we don't know if we're going to lose the house or what. There's this huge sinkhole, and they're trying to figure out what to do about it. I was, man, everything in Florida doesn't want you to survive. 
I don't know how anybody can down there, right? That's just my personal opinion. I love Disney. Everybody loves Disney. But all the rest of Florida, you can have it. You can have it. Uh, <laughs> it seems crazy to me, right, that this is the best that we can do. This is the place that everybody wants to go to when they retire. Florida. All those problems, those are real issues that are down there. And this is the best place that we have. Our idea of the perfect place to move to is a place where you are literally surrounded by things that are trying to kill you. Thankfully, God has a better place for us. And it is where we're going to take a look at today, the millennial kingdom. Um, to find out what's in store for us, we're going to be in Revelation chapter 20. And we, there's a whole bunch of scriptures I'm going to go through today. I'm going to try not to kill you with them. I'm going to try and move through them pretty quickly. Again, Pastor, as he talked about, you can, you can call and get a list of them uh, later this week if you want. Uh, I'm going to try and move through them pretty quickly. We'll have the first one up here for you. Um, but this is right after, this kind of picks up right after uh, what Pastor spoke about last week and the, the Battle of Armageddon and all that stuff and the, and the devil being defeated and locked up uh, and all of that. And that's kind of where we come in here this morning. So Revelation chapter 20 Verse number one through, or I'm sorry, verse number four through six says this. I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to ju judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God. They had not worshiped the beast or its image and, not, and had not received its mark on their foreheads and on their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them. But they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for your word this morning. Please open up our hearts and help us to understand what you would teach us about you and your kingdom this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we see here something incredible. Jesus is coming back for his people. Amen. Jesus is coming back for us. He's going to defeat his enemies, and he's going to establish a kingdom that will never end. Now, this millennial kingdom that we're looking at today, it's only going to be here on the earth for a little over a thousand years, right? It's a thousand-year reign of peace, but then at the end of that thousand years, he lets the devil back out. And it says he, he gets to deceive the nations one more time. Now, we're not sure how long that period is going to be that he's allowed to deceive the nations. right? But he's going to have a little bit of time to come in and do that. So, so it'll be at least a thousand years here on earth where you're going to have this millennial kingdom. And then we're all going to go up to our, our final place that we get to go to, which is the new heavens and new earth. And there we'll be with God uh, forever. That'll be our final home. That'll be the new place that we go to. So what's this millennial kingdom going to look like? Who's going to be there, and how could it possibly be any better than Florida? Right? We're going to take a look at that this morning. Uh, the first point I have for you today is this. Your millennial neighborhood. Everybody wants to know where they're going, right? The millennial neighborhood. What's it going to look like? So Isaiah chapter 11, verse 9 through 6 says this. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat and the calf and the lion and the yearling together. 
and the little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like an ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den. A young child will put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the water covers the seas. Our new neighborhood is going to be a peaceful one. It's going to be a peaceful one. Animals will be at peace with each other. Lions aren't going to be out there. They're not going to, you always, anybody watch National Geographic or Discovery or any of those things? You always see the, the lions. If something gets near the lions, it's, it doesn't end well for them, right? Uh, but it's not going to be like that in the millennial kingdom. The lions are going to, to sit there next to uh, lambs and everything else, and, and, and they're going to be at peace. They're going to eat straw. They're just going to, they're not going to hunt for meat anymore. And they're not going to harm people either. I can't wait for this. I can't wait for this part because I love tigers and lions. They're like my favorite thing, right? And so every time when we go to the zoo, you can ask my wife, I make a beeline. I want to go right to see, the two things that I want to see are lions and tigers. Everything else, I'm like, okay, the kids, that's great for them and stuff. I want to see the lions and tigers because they're just so massive and big and awesome looking. And I can't wait to walk up and pet one. You know, I, I, in the millennium, I'm going to be in there hanging out. I'm going to be, it's going to be one of those scenes where they're going to be like around me and I'm going to be petting them. And it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Right? My wife's allergic to cats. She won't be there. So we're good. I might have one with us in the house. We don't know. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be great. But... Uh, I, I, I so look forward to that because there's going to be that peace. Now, the next part I'm not so thrilled about. It said a child can put his hands into a viper's nest. I don't like snakes, y'all. I do not like snakes. Me and them, we don't get along. And so I am not looking forward to that. I don't know about you, but I just think this is wrong. This shouldn't be here. Uh, you know, it should really say... Snakes will be removed from the earth at that time, right? That's what I would put in here. But, but God says they're going to be there and that we're going to be okay with them. He's got a lot of work to do to make me okay with them. But if anybody can do it, it's God, right? And, and so maybe I'll, I won't mind snakes so much at that time. We'll see. But the, the thing that's going to make all of this work is verse number 9 here, where it says, the knowledge of God will fill the earth. All creation will begin to be filled with reverence for God, and peace will come. It is, isn't it interesting to, to see how the knowledge of God brings peace? There's something about knowing that God's there. There's something about knowing that he exists that can bring peace into your life, even while we're here. But seeing him, him being here with us on the earth, peace is going to be able to begin to spread over the whole earth. The knowledge of God is going to bring us a peaceful neighborhood. But the nations also, the nations on the earth will also be peaceful. Isaiah chapter 2, verses 2 through 4 says, In the last days the, mountains, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, come let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. 
The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many people. They will beat their swords into plowshares, plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. The nations of the earth will be at peace. Thank you, Jesus, for that. There's so much right now. There's so much unrest in our world right now. All over our country we see it. There's, there's people who are just upset, and there's unrest, and there's things going on inside of our nation. But it's not just our nation. It's all over the world. Everywhere you look, you see there's people fighting or people arguing about something or something's going on. Just this week, I, I saw that up in, in New York, even, even the Jewish people who like to keep to themselves, <laughs> you know, even the Jewish people up there are acting out right now. They're acting out because they feel that they're, they're being treated unfairly, and so they're trying to stick up for their, their religious freedoms up there. And so even they are taken to the streets and, 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 and sh making their voices heard. There's so much. I'm not, by the way, I'm not taking a side on that. I'm just saying that it's happening. Um, won't it be nice when we don't need that? Won't it be nice to not have all that unrest anymore? It's going to be such a wonderful time when there's no more wars. I've been to a war. I saw it. I, did, I didn't like it because I was away from my kids. <laughs> you know, I didn't like it. Um, there's, there's so many things that are, that are so bad, that are so bad in our world. But we won't have that anymore. We'll have a time of great peace. Um, the, this next part, the people will beat their swords into plowshares. That is a far cry from where we are right now. Basically, it's saying it'll, they'll take the instruments of war and they'll get rid of them and they'll turn them into things for farming and, and, and uh, to, to make peace and to be creative on the planet instead of, in, instead of weapons of destruction. But that's such a far cry from where we are right now. I looked it up this week and it's estimated that just this year, just this year in the United States, not all over the world, not everything, just this year in the United States, there have been 5 million guns sold. Just this year in the United States. Um, that's not going to happen in the millennium. That's not where we're heading to. That's where we're at now. But that's not where we're going. The people of the nations will worship the Lord. There will be no more need for weapons. The nation will look to God and submit to his rule and his teachings. They will worship him and know that he is the Lord right here on earth. And the nations will begin to obey God. Think about how much better it would be if we could all learn to obey God. Fully. Fully obey God. Things would be so much better. The nations will not need to fight each other anymore in the millennial kingdom. Why do nations fight each other now? It's for power. It's for position. It's for things. They won't need that anymore. God will be here. He's going to take care of everybody. And they're going to know who the power is. Because the ultimate power is going to be here with us. And they're going to know that they can't overtake him. 
There's going to be no more need for weapons because nobody has to fight each other to see who's better. And verse number four, it actually says that he will also be there to protect them from each other. It says that he will settle any disputes that they might have. God is going to be, if one nation wants to have a problem with another one or something like that, God will say, hey, what's going on here? No, no, this is what you need to do. You do this, you do this. Everything will be okay. There will be peace on the earth. It's going to be a very uh, amazing thing. Now, on to number two, our millennial neighbors. Our millennial neighbors. Uh, Revelation chapter 5, verses 9 through 10 says, And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scrolls and to open its seals, because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. You know how you always wonder how your neighbors are going to be when you're moving into a new neighborhood, right? You can look up everything these days, right? They got, they got apps. They got things where you can go online. You can find out everything about the place. You can find out how the schools are. You can go on there. They'll have comments under there. They'll tell you about individual teachers, and they'll say, well, this teacher was terrible. My kid, this and that. You'll, you can find out everything about a neighborhood right now, right? You can find out how much the taxes are going to be. You can find out whether you have a, a septic or city. You can, have, you can find out where the water's coming. You can find out all this stuff online now. But one thing you can't find out about, really, is how the neighbors are going to be, right? You never know what you're getting into. You're like, hey, the house looks good. The neighborhood looks good. Schools are great. I'm not sure who I'm moving in next to, right? And it's only in, when you get in there and you figure it out and it's Saturday morning and they're mowing at 6 a.m. and you're like, what is going on out there? You know, you don't find that stuff out until you move in usually. But uh, the neighbors in God's kingdom are going to be good neighbors. Isn't that good news? Don't you want to be around people who are going to be good neighbors and, and treat you the right way? You're going to have the apostles there. Peter and James and John and all of them, they're going to be there. We're going to be able to say hi to them. You'll be able to walk up. The Old Testament prophets and the saints and those who have given their heart to the Lord, they'll be there. You'll be able to go talk to Moses and say, hey, what was it like crossing the Red Sea? What was it like doing all these different things? And, and, and you'll, be able to, you'll be able to talk to them and, and, and to be able to hear what it was like in those moments. It's going to be a wonderful time. And those martyred during the tribulation, they'll be there. The people who are killed, who refuse to take the mark of the beast and, and, and who are murdered, they'll be there with us. And yes, yes, us, the church, the church will be there as well. God's saints, of course, we get to be there. And why? It's because 1 Thessalonians 4.17 says this. After that, this is talking about the rapture. After that, we who are still alive... And our left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And this ne next part is so amazing. It says, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Forever. Once the rapture happens, we will forever be with the Lord. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. That's why uh, Pastor spoke about the Battle of Armageddon last week. And he said, Jesus is going to be on that white horse coming down. And he said, there's going to be a whole army of people on horses behind him coming. Coming with them. 
Why do we come down with him? If Jesus isn't the one who fights the battle, why do we come? Because wherever he goes, we go. We get to be with the Lord. We're just going to stand back and watch him do his thing. But we get to be there. Once, man, it's so amazing. We, We love to be in the Lord's presence here on earth. Just think of how much more amazing it will be when we're with him right there by his side every day when he's doing his thing. And we get to be a part of that. It's going to be such a wonderful blessing. We have an awesome big brother, don't we? Awesome big brother. I don't know about how, how many of you guys are younger siblings. Younger siblings? All right. My younger siblings, their older sibling never wants them around. All right. If you're the oldest, you're the problem. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you're the, the older sibling here, it was your fault. Uh, I'm, the, I'm a younger sibling. I had an older brother. And, and, and he would always, him and his buddies, they'd come over the house. They'd take their BB guns and go to the pit at the end of the road. They'd be shooting snakes and things like that with their BB gun. I'd always want to go with them. And I'd have to be like, Mom, tell them to take me because they didn't want to take me. <laughs> Our Heavenly Father's not like that. Our, our big brother isn't going to be like that. He wants us to come with him wherever he goes. And so it's going to be a wonderful time to be with the Lord. Now, there is one thing that's, that separates kind of the millennium from the new heaven and the new earth. There's many things, but there's one, one uh, thing here about our neighbors that is going to be a little different. Um, there will be people in the millennial kingdom who don't yet have their glorified bodies yet. We're going to have them because we've been raptured and things like that. But the people who have survived the tribulation, they're going to be there. They're still going to have their human bodies. They're still going to have some sinful nature in there. All right? And so what's going to happen is they're going to be able... Oh, uh, hold on. i got a verse for you here for that. Isaiah 2.3 says, Many people will come and say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of God, uh, the God of Jacob, He will teach us his ways, and we will walk with him in his paths. Now, it strikes me in that verse. It says, many will do this, but it doesn't say everyone. It says many people will come and do this, but it doesn't say everyone. Those who survive the tribulation are still going to be there, and what's going to happen is they're going to have kids, and those kids are going to have kids, and those kids will have You see how it goes. And so what's going to happen is, I mean, America hasn't even been here 250 years yet, not even. So not even a quarter of the time of the 1,000 years that we're going to be there. And just think of how many people there are in the United States, right? At at that time, we're going to have a 1,000-year reign, and people are going to die a lot slower during that time, right? It says that, you know, if you you die at 100, you're going to be considered to be a very young person who has passed away. And so you can just imagine how the swell of the amount of people who are going to be born during that time and who are going to be there uh, and, and how many people are going to begin to populate the earth. Now, hopefully, they're well-behaved. Hopefully, they're good neighbors. Hopefully, they're the kind of neighbors that, that you want. Um, but you never know. You never know. In every neighborhood, in every neighborhood, there's that one family, right? There's that one, that one house that you're like, oh, those people again. 
you know, and, and if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're probably that, that person, right? You're probably the one that all the rest of the neighbors are like, oh, these people, you know, because, you know, usually in every neighborhood, there's, there's somebody who's, who causes a little bit of problems among everybody else, leaves their trash out on the wrong day, God forbid. Um, but we're not going to have that because the great thing is, the great thing is God's going to be there to keep them straight. God's going to be there even as they're there. So this millennial reign, it's going to be a very peaceful time because God is going to be able to keep them in check. But they're the ones who are going to be around for that time when the devil's let out. And he's going to be allowed to go out and to deceive the nations again. And he builds himself up a huge army at that time to come against the Lord again. And so those people will be around. They'll be, they'll be among us. And so, but God's going to keep them in check for that thousand years. But the devil will come back and he'll have some time to be able to work on them. So we've seen the neighborhood, we've seen the neighbors, and then finally we're going to move to our millennial king. Our millennial king is a powerful king. Uh, Daniel chapter 7, 14 says, He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples and every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Never be destroyed. Our king is a strong king. And no one is going to be able to defeat him. No one is going to be able to stop him. He is going to have the power to keep those who seek to do us harm at bay. How peaceful is that knowing that you don't have to worry about somebody else coming and doing something? Our king is going to be a strong king. Even when the devil, devil is released and gathers his new army for himself, they have no chance. They have no chance against our God. Um, we will be able to rest in peace knowing that God will preserve that peace. He's going to take care of it. You're going to be there. You're going to get to have all the blessings of, of God and, and, and a, a world that is now starting to come back and, and some of the, the sinful uh, nature of everything that's going on in our world will be gone. We'll be able to experience this world. We've always wanted, some, some people, they just wanted to see. How many of you want to travel and go see different things, you know? You'll be able to do that at that time. You'll be able to see uh, some of the great blessing and, and incredible things that the Lord has created. And, and you'll be able to do it in peace. Um, and then finally, our king will also be just. This is the last scripture I have for you today. Revelation 19.11 says this, I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse. This is one of my favorite scriptures. There before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. And with justice he judges and wages war. Much of the difficulty in our world today is from people who feel that they are being treated unjustly. There's so much of, of what's going on where all around our country, people feel that they have not been treated the way that they should be. And that is what's causing a lot of the issues that we're seeing right now. All around the world, this happens. There's nations who believe this. There's people everywhere who think this. People see those in power and they feel helpless to keep them from doing things that they don't want them to do. They see these, these people in, in very powerful positions, and they say, I wish they would do this thing that, that I need for them to do. 
and they get upset when they feel that there's no way to keep them from doing things that they don't want them to do. And they feel that there's no justice and there's no way to get the help for that. It happens everywhere. Democrats, Republicans, they all feel this way. Americans, Europeans, Koreans, even in Iran, they feel that they are being treated unfairly. And that's why you're seeing some of the issues that you see all around our world. Everyone feels like they are being marginalized. That's not the way it's going to be with our God. That's not the way it's going to be with our God. You should never feel that someone that 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 you can't get ahead. You should never feel that no one is listening to you. Uh, even the, the the Philadelphia Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, they won a Super Bowl based off of this. The year they won the Super Bowl, what was the thing? They wore the dog masks, right? They're out there and they're saying we're underdogs. Nobody believes in us. Nobody thinks we can do it. And they used that to, to fuel themselves so that they could go out and they could be aggressive and they could hurt people on the, the, the field and they won a Super Bowl with that. We don't need to feel that way. Our future king will be just. He will judge correctly in every situation. How many of you can't wait for that? How often have you, you, you gone to somebody and, and you've brought them something, a difficult, a worker, somebody, you know, a boss at work, some, something. You say, hey, I'm seeing this problem. I'm seeing this thing that's going on, and they don't want to hear it. You go to somebody and, and, you, and you share with them an issue that's happening or something that you're going through, and they just don't care. And you just feel like there's nobody who's going to listen to you. We don't have that anymore in the millennial kingdom. God will make the correct judgment. It's not just that he's going to sit up there and make decrees and you just got to figure it out. He's going to do what's right. When he says, this is what you need to do, it's because he has all the information. Your boss might sit there and he doesn't want to know the information. He doesn't want to get all the sides of the story. He doesn't want to figure out what's going on. But that our God will have all the information, he'll be able to judge correctly, and he'll be able to make those good judgments. Our God will make sure that you are heard and that what you deserve and what is coming to you is exactly what you get. Now, sometimes that's going to be good. Sometimes it might not be good for you. For us, it'll be great because we'll be in our glorified state at that time. Uh, God is going to make sure that everybody gets exactly what is due them. Um, so what's the takeaway this morning? What's the takeaway this morning? What do we learn? What is God trying to teach us today? Well, I think a part of it might be that even Florida, even Florida is no match for God's kingdom that is coming. The best we can do, the best we can do is nothing when you compare it to even the least that God can do. Um, it is all well and good to be prepared for retirement. You should be, right? You should, you should set yourself up. Retirement's coming. As long as the Lord doesn't return, it's coming. You need to be ready for it, 
right? So you should be doing the things and, and setting things up and getting yourself ready and prepared and, uh, for that time. It's all well and good to, to, to do those things. But how much more important is it? How much more important is it to prepare for when you're, where you're going to spend eternity? So much more important. And it should be more of our focus than our retirement is. It should be more of our focus than what we're going to do later today. It should be more of our focus than any of the other things that we have going on in life. Let us be found ready when God returns to take us to be with him. We have to prepare ourselves and be ready to go. As we prepare to close today, I believe the Lord would remind us to stay focused on the prize. At the end of the road, we have a wonderful kingdom awaiting us. You can enter his rest, and you can have a place where you're going to have peace and where things are going to go well. Do not be distracted, but take the steps to prepare yourself for the coming kingdom. Thank you for listening to Hope Online Podcast. For more information about Hope Assembly of God, go to www.godgivesyouhope.com or download our app in the App Store.